Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, coming to you from, well, North Carolina as we're recording this, probably the Chesapeake Bay as you're hearing it. I have a really great guest today. Barbara Garrison is a career and money breakthrough coach and job you love expert, job you love in quotes, which is cool. And um, her company is called Internal Groove, and she founded that 14 years ago. She helps burned out, success-driven professionals who are just going through the motions. They, she helps them design a career based on their truth that makes them leap out of bed every, even on Monday mornings, which is hard for some people. The, uh, the creator of the Job I Love Revolution, Barbara, supports corporate executives and entrepreneurs to move from self-doubt and burned out to relief and freedom. That's awesome marketing right there. After 18 years in marketing and surviving corporate burnout herself, Barbara combines her experience as a mentor, marketer, corporate director, consultant, and two-time entrepreneur with her passion for self-discovery. She has degrees in psychology and mass communications. Well, I think those are two great degrees for what she does, plus three professional coaching certifications. I'm really excited to talk to her. She basically, um, also I want to share with you, has moved from Los Angeles to the beautiful Rocky Mountains of Boulder, Colorado. I would guess you're much more happy with the view you have now. Is that right? How are you, Barbara? I'm very good. Thank you, Jim. I'm delighted to be here. Yes, I yes. am happier than I can even say. In fact, we, we've been here for eight years. This is my second you know, stint in Colorado, but I will tell you that I've only been back to Los Angeles uh, twice, uh, much to my friend's chagrin, but most people come visit me. I I was born and raised there, but I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I mean, it really, uh, no offense to the people that live there. So it's kind of just really la la land right now, but I don't want to go into that. We'll get on that rabbit hole, but I'm okay. sure. So the Rocky Mountains now, are you, are do you live up in the mountains or is that there's there like a, a town kind of more down at the ground level? Yeah. I don't know. So I, I live, um, I live just on the edge of Boulder County, uh, Boulder, Colorado, um, and I can see the mountains, both the front range and the back range from our house. Oh. Um, but we don't live in the mountains, uh, but okay. we can certainly drive up into them, you know, within 20 minutes and be on a trail in less than that. And so you, similar to me, as long as you got a good Internet connection, you can work anywhere. Yes, exactly. That was part of my grand plan when I started this business. Yep. And what about your husband? Well, he has been a saint. He he ended up starting his business over, but in many ways, it's even better here. And I think a lot of that has to do with our happiness and our satisfaction being here. It just fits with this chapter of our life. Um, you know, we were both born and raised in L.A., which is actually kind of a freak of nature. Yeah, um, it's it's rare. And we were just ready for a different adventure. So um, 
when you, when I saw your one sheet from the very good company of interviewconnections.com, which, <laughs> which, which who you're working with, which happens to be my daughter Jessica's company. But when I saw your one sheet, I was even mentioning to you before we went live that I, I probably get pitched, oh, minimum six, eight, ten um, guests a week. And I was really excited um, with yours. First of all, I, I found that with the certifications that I mentioned and also your your professional training uh, at the academic level, I mean, it really suited you for what you're doing now, which is, I don't want to say it's rare, but a lot of entrepreneurs, they, I, I've talked to so many people, Barb, and, and they, they go to school for accounting or lawyer, and then they go out and do something completely different at the entrepreneurial level. But you seem to be marrying your, your passion with, with your training, if if I said that halfway smartly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I have to tell you a quick little personal story about sure. this, which is that when I was, you know, the wee age of 21 college students, um, actually it was even before that, I actually went to architecture school and I was not happy. And so my, think, so the record holds, I'm sorry. So the, you, you went to school for something and ended up doing something else. Yes. I mean, okay. Yes. And here's the best part. I ended up moving into psychology accidentally because I loved the classes. Uh, when I talked to my career counselor, she said, oh, you're already ready to graduate with this. And I said, well, with this degree, I said, I don't want to graduate with that degree. And she said, why? I said, because I don't want to sit and listen to people's problems all day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was the voice of a, of a babe, you know, at 21 years old, I, I had that idea. So I pursued a second career or a second degree and ultimately a second career. And I didn't I didn't actually become a coach until, frankly, I desperately needed one. Um, that was about 16 years ago. And I ultimately became the coach I seriously needed. That coaching like that didn't really exist 16 years ago uh, after I had been, you know, in multiple corporate jobs and ready to do something different. So it came around more like full circle. <laughs> so it's not really fair to say it was totally different. I, I took the circuitous route. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people, uh, have uh, my new term is called leverage points. A good friend of mine, David Phelps is a wonderful coach. He wrote a book called what's next. He said there was leverage points, which was, which will sometimes springboard you into something new for me, you know, uh, 20 years ago, almost 21 years ago, I, my job was eliminated and I floundered for a little while and then became an entrepreneur. What what was your leverage point? What was the springboard to get you into becoming self-employed? Yes. Well, I uh, I call it a cosmic frying pan. It's a, it's a little bit less <laughs> poetic than springboard. Okay. <laughs> leverage the point. cosmic frying pan. Well, that would come. Well, you're from L.A., so I would expect an expression like that. Yes. And and that comes from the fact that, you know, when we ignore those little taps on the shoulder mm -hmm. about where we should be or what's making us happy, they become kicks in the butt. And when the kicks in the butt, you know, don't seem to get our attention for those of us who are tenacious, you know, we need kind of a frying pan over the head. So my frying pan for me was that, you know, I had a very successful corporate career in marketing and, um, you know, everything on paper was everything I'd worked my whole career for. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I sort of felt like my, my heart and soul were leaking out of me, you know, bit by bit. I was, I was working six and seven days a week. I was highly burnt out. Um, and I just felt like so many of my best skills were not being used like I wanted them to. And the big change that happened in my life, I also got married and bought a new condo. And I don't know, I guess my work values started to also shift because up until that point, I had been sort of, you know, 
a highly focused worker, let's just say, you know, a reformed uh, workaholic. And um, now I had other things that I wanted to focus on in addition to my work. And I, I, I got the message when I actually lost my voice, which I think is a bit Oh my goodness. Um, I, I thought I had bronchitis and I kept taking antibiotics based on what my doctor was giving me and they weren't working. And I didn't have a voice for almost uh, six weeks after several rounds of antibiotics. And finally it hit me like, what is this about? Like beyond the obvious, you know, beyond that I have some kind of throat thing going on, but what is this really about? And that sort of led me down a track of trying to reinvent myself. I was the single most difficult client I've ever worked with. And 14 and a half years later, I can still say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so funny, life's, uh, life's journeys that we go on, right? And um, so the specific work that you do now, I mean, you work with entrepreneurs, you work with uh, folks that are employed, you know, W-2 employees and things like that. What's the What's the big thing that you do? I mean, I, I, I love how, you know, get the job you love, et cetera, et cetera. But what what draws people to you? Like when did they, do they some come come to some sort of a revelation? Oh, I've been unhappy for so long and I really need to seek change now. Like what's the impetus for your client work? Well, what I what I see and hear most often is people's hair is pretty much on fire. Like often people wait too long to call me. And when they call me, you know, the first thing I often will say is, all right, take off your shoes and sit down. <laughs> because I've gotten many calls where people are like in tears and they're like, I'm going to go in my boss's office right now and, you know, burn a bridge. I'm like, hold on, take a breath. And, you know, the, the longer process of what I really help people do is discover what I call their truth. Um, you know, it's all, it's different for everyone. And there's many, many components of what our truth is. And I work with lots of different tools and exercises and strategies to help people uncover that. But it's not just about coming up with like a new job title, because all that really does is have people sort of jump out of the fire and into the frying pan. So we kind of stop everything and slow everything down. Um, and one of the first things we actually do is look at our internal patterns and habits, many of which have gotten us to this point of either burnout, frustration, you know, um, disillusionment, unhappiness, you name it. It's interesting. Um, yeah, because there's there's so many programs, I mean, both internally in corporations and things like that. And it, it's like a Band-Aid. You're unhappy. Oh, hey, rah, rah, I feel better now. And then, you know, 30 days later, if that, you're, you're, you're still unhappy. So do you have this process? I mean, did you create a process or how do you get people to discover their truth, as you put it? Yeah, I do have a process, but it's a very creative and organic process. So it's not one size fits all. I don't believe in a curriculum like that. I have resources from a lot of different training and studying and some of my own journey that I did, but each individual is different. And that's why I say it's really based on your truth because, you know, in, in 14 and a half years of working with clients, you know, I've never had the same situation twice. And that's one of the things I love about it because every situation is so different and it's not just about getting you into a new job or helping you discover that you're actually an entrepreneur at heart and you're ready to take that leap. There's there's just so many pieces and parts of it. Mistake I see is a lot of people think the problem is outside of themselves. You know, it's their boss, it's their coworkers, it's the wrong business. You know, my business card doesn't have the right title. I'm not making the right money. I'm not doing well. You know, all these external things. And what I have really 
come to recognize in my own life and in working with all my clients, it's much more about what I call the how, how you bring yourself to what you do and how you work that creates much more of the dissatisfaction for people. So anecdotally, um, I would say that's probably about 80% of it. Some of it is external, but that's probably more like 20, 25%. Hmm. So, Barb, in your company, Internal Groove, I'm, I'm curious what percentage and I'm not asking specifics, but I'm curious is how many how many clients that you work with? I, I assume you call them clients that you yes. work with um, and you help them, uh, you know, kind of transform the job they have into one they love. Or do you tell them you might be suited to become your own boss, so to speak? Yes. You know, it's a little bit of each. Okay. Um, I, I have all those situations. And what I seem to attract, which is probably because it's what I was, is what I call a secret entrepreneur, which is someone who has a successful corporate career. You know, everything looks good on paper. They've got the salary. They've got the title they've worked their whole career for. You know, they're doing what they thought they wanted to do. But there's almost like this itch they have that they can't scratch. And they're trying to figure out what's making them so unhappy. And so often it shows up like, I don't feel like I'm, I am being as creative as I'm capable of. I'm a much better problem solver. And I, I don't feel like I'm getting the opportunity to solve problems the way I would like to. You know, I don't agree with the values of the company and I, I want to do my own thing. Or, you know what, I, I feel like I don't fit in here. You know, it shows up in all those different forms. And then what I help people do is optimize the job they have for the short term we then begin to explore whether they are well-suited to be an entrepreneur, because not everybody is well-suited for that. We, we look at that, and I have some ways in which I help people discover that. I call it the entrepreneurial bone, because you either have it or you don't. <laughs> uh, and it's neither one, to have it or not to have it isn't good or bad. It's really about whether you know that you have it or you don't have it. Um, and then we set out to figure out what's right for them. And because I have a 20-year um, career myself in marketing and business development, I then am able to help them build that business as well. Um, you know, passion is a big word that's thrown out. Oh, I, I have such a passion for this. Or if you just find out what you're passionate about, <laughs> of course, there's got to be effort that goes along with passion. But what if um, you somebody says, I'm really passionate about this? Do you help them discover if that's even going to be enough to pay the bills, you know, to create a business on? Yes, I definitely do. And, you know, passion is important. And you're right. That's become almost like a cliche. Like, yeah. I actually don't like to use that word. That's one of the reasons I use truth, because I think there's more layers to it than just what you're passionate about. Um, that is one piece of it. There's no question. But there's also a lot of other elements um, that are important to take into account. And so sometimes people come to me having a sense of what they really love to do, what comes naturally to them. And we start to talk about, well, where does that fit in with what you want your life to look like? We want your environment to look like, you know, what is your, what is your essence about like your personality? You know, are you truly using your unique talents and gifts that you may not even be aware of? So uh, what's that? What does that process look like? Is that like a, a month long thing? Or is that like, months or like how did or it, is it different for everybody I, it's I'm guessing. different for everyone because it really depends on what state they come to me in um you know it's interesting i find the older people that come to me you know wait until like their hair is on fire and they're absolutely miserable and they've been miserable for five or ten years 
And interestingly, you know, in the years that I've been doing this business, each year that passes, I find younger and younger people are coming to me. And so the good news is, you know, I like to say, you know, I'll put myself out of business in 20 years. And that is because more and more people are asking these questions earlier in their careers and in their life, instead of waiting until they're so miserable that they feel like they have no options. And, and now they've got a lot more responsibility and commitments to family or partnerships or whatever it may be. So you've been doing this a long time, like over 14 years. Yes. Um, and, you know, over that time, having um, helped a number of people um, uh, get happy or, you know, find their truth or whatever. What are, what are some of the mistakes that you see people have made in their careers that have either shot themselves in the foot or just where they settled too long? Or like, what were some of the things that were like common things you had to fix, if that's even the right terminology. Yeah, yeah. help to help them transform. <laughs> okay, there you. I know you can always make me sound more intelligent. <laughs> so you know, I think the one thing that I see most often is a sense of powerlessness, like thinking they have no choices, assuming that the only options they have are to quit their job or to stay and suffer. And I think there's a hundred choices in between. I mean, I've helped people renegotiate uh, the job description they do have. I've helped people move from a full-time job to becoming more of a consultant so they can start their own business on the side. I've helped people build businesses on the side while they stay in their corporate business and a million other options. And so we tend to make these um, decisions based on assumptions. And very often these assumptions are things that we've been exposed to in our life, or maybe they were taught to us by our caregivers, our families that we, we were raised by, you know, and times are different each decade and, you know, different people have different sensibilities. And so, you know, sometimes we learn to be afraid of things that as an individual, we're not actually afraid of. It's just been taught to us and ingrained in us so deeply. I've been a coach for a long time and uh, part of what helps me help my clients do more and succeed is I have to undo some of that um, training, which is that it, it could be the inner voice in your head. Don't do that. You know, don't jump off the garage roof. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't untrain that one, but you know, it seems like your parents and people who really love and care about you want you to avoid risk, avoid pain. Don't get in a situation where it might hurt or get embarrassing or something like that. And that's not the life of an entrepreneur at all. It's probably no. very similar in your work. Absolutely. And what they forget to tell you when they're trying to protect you, it comes from a good place. You know, they yeah. have a good intention, but what they protect, they forget to tell you is that if you are an entrepreneur at heart or you have that entrepreneurial bone that I like to talk about is it's much more miserable to stay where you are. So the risk is actually bigger to your health, to your sanity, to your mental health, to your joy, and frankly, your relationships, because it affects all of that. So you know, I find making a change is often one of the most wonderful things any of us can do. Yes, we don't want to be cavalier about it and we want to make smart changes. But when I ask clients, you know, tell me about five things that have occurred in your life that you're the most proud of. Every single client I've ever explored that with talks about places where they took a risk, stepped forward, stretched, or tried something they've never tried before. Hmm. 
You know, I was doing an interview on a just like this, except as uh, the other side of the mic, as the expression goes. And um, someone asked me a question. It was probably the only time it's ever been asked. And it's not what's the one book you love the most if you're on a deserted island. (laughs) It was the question was, is there give me an example of where you weren't able to help somebody? And I'm like, wow, that's pretty powerful. And the story I told briefly, I'm not going to tell the whole thing here, was the end result is that the client that I was trying to help start a new business wasn't doing what he needed to do because he wasn't in enough pain and he wasn't hungry enough, right? So his spouse or significant others kind of supported the household expenses and his not taking action Um, there was no detriment to that. There was no penalty, so to speak, other than maybe his ego. And I'm curious with, when you're working with people that may even hate their job, but you know, is it kind of like the, you know, the thorn in the lion's paw? It just doesn't hurt enough, right? It's painful. I don't like, but I can't see myself doing something big, like starting a business. Do do people, do you work with people? This is probably the longest question you've ever been asked, but do you work with people, Barb, who then you come to the end result and say, you know, what I just need to help you get happy in your job because I don't see you, you know, starting a business. I don't necessarily say I don't see you starting a business because one of the things I love about coaching and that I really believe wholeheartedly in is that individuals deep down know what's right for them and what's not right for them. Now, that doesn't mean they can access it. It doesn't mean that there aren't lots of fears and assumptions and stories they tell themselves that get in the way of that, but I help them access that. That's one piece of your question. The other is, yes, I see that all the time. And, you know, to speak to that, pain is a very, very powerful motivator, unfortunately. People do need to be in a certain amount of pain to make a move sometimes, depending on, you know, how much they're willing to stretch, how much they've been supported in their lives to make those stretches and frankly, how they speak to themselves about those changes. You know, one of the other mistakes I see people make so often is they attack themselves with their own language, like that voice inside their head. And they've literally scared themselves right out of creating a life of happiness for them because of what they think they should do or shouldn't do. How many people are um, that you're working with are, are just maintaining the job because they feel there's just no other choice? I mean, sometimes we're told, look, just buck it up, get, get in there and do the job, right? Um, I'm sure that's probably a big part of it. I wouldn't say a big part. I would say that's some of it. But for the most part, people like that, I still believe that there's opportunities for them to grow and learn more about themselves. So I don't just work with people who want to make that big change. I work with all kinds of what I call career ailments, you know, places where people want to go to the next level, even in the job they have. Well, what's getting in the way of them doing that? Hmm. And how do they optimize their own personal habits around the way that they work. You know, very often burnout is created by ourselves because of the way that we operate in the world, the way we speak to ourselves, the lack of boundaries, the way we make choices. And so that's the the person that you described, you know, is the first step I usually take with them is, will you always have a choice? You literally have a choice about everything. And people try to then, you know, play that game with me. Well, what about, you know, paying taxes? I I don't have a choice about that. I'm like, yes, you do. 
you you do need to pay taxes, but your choice is to pay them or not to pay them. And right. if you choose not to, you still have consequences, but that is your choice. So I'm not proposing anyone not pay their taxes. My my point is that I think we have power over every single every single thing in our lives. And by the way, even up to and including how we leave the, the, the world. And I learned that from watching my father pass away, how much we actually can make a choice about that and when and how and under what circumstances. And I say that because most people think they have no choice and they just have to suck it up. And I don't believe that. So mm. sometimes it takes time for us to uncover where those thoughts come from and yeah, do we have to slow it down and make sure that they're not risking the livelihood of their family? And do we need to try what I call a dual path where maybe you stay in the job you're in and you optimize it as much as you can, and then you start something on the side and you build it in a much more um, slow way that feels comfortable to you and your family? There's there's always, always a way to solve the problems. Always. I personally think that's a good option for a lot of people is just creating a side gig, right? Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to grow to six or seven figures. Maybe it's going to just provide your vacations every year or restaurant money or, or whatever. Um, wow. Fascinating interview. And, and let's just be clear. Dream Business Radio and Barb Garrison never said don't pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, I underscore that. Yeah, there but you it's go. The one people always say, like, this is something we, have, we don't have a choice about. And I'm like, we have choices about everything, but things have consequences. And where do you want to make choices around that? Absolutely. Um, Barb, I really appreciate your time. So I'm sure people want to connect with you, um, your website, where they can find out more information, etc. cetera. What, what would that be? Yeah, well, you know what? The best thing to do, I actually have a gift for your listeners. Oh, boy. And so um, if, if they go to mondaymorningleap.com, they can access some tools that will dramatically shift their whole week in many cases. it's They're very short. You get something in your inbox each Monday morning. It's usually a clip, a video, uh, an audio. They're all under three minutes, but they're really designed to help people stretch and move forward and give them a little assignment for the beginning of the week so that they can start to think about some of these things so they don't feel so stuck. And through that, you'll, you can access me and all the other ways as well. Okay. So it's Monday morning leap, leap.com. Correct. Got it. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Barb, thank you so much. It's been a, a wonderful interview. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Barb Garrison. Remember, go to Monday Morning Leap, Monday morning. You can spell those, leapleap.com, and she has a special gift for you, and um, that's awesome, and you can connect with her further there. Um, I'm in my ninth year of doing Dream Business Radio. If by chance somebody's listening and it's the only place we're connected, you can fix that grievous error by going to getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind, that is Dream Biz Coaching, Dream B-I-Z Coaching.com. But until this time, next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.